Good evening. Today is Wednesday, December 27th, 2023, and we're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is how it works, and we're focusing on step four. And our speaker tonight is Ian F. Thank you, Ian. Thank you for your service, Meredith. Um, my name is Ian F. I'm a compulsive overreader, uh, as introduced. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you up front, uh, I'm a compulsive overreader. I'm an anorexic. I'm a bulimic. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about my experience in the disease, except to say I've been severely underweight. I've uh, been so severely that I could not walk. Um, and I'm a real compulsive overeater. <laughs> and I, I hope that a lot of other real compulsive overeaters are in this room too, because I never feel more at home uh, than I do around people like me, genuinely. <laughs> like this is, this is, I can think of nothing I would rather be doing tonight than this. Um, also, the topic being how it works in step four is great for me because I do a, a roughly annual step four and I'm about to start it. <laughs> so I have to be looking at this stuff anyways, this is a great reminder. Um, in my experience with step four, something that I, I, I really, really impacted me was hearing someone who worked in emergency medical services talk about step four. Uh, and she said, Essentially, like if you if you come across someone in the field and they have a piece of concrete on their leg and their leg is broken, you don't walk up to them and go, how did you get here? Right? <laughs> you walk up to them, you take the concrete off of their leg, you start to address the wound. Um, and so in in talking about step four, like something that I feel really is important to talk about is that it is not it is not a storytelling exercise. Um there's a certain amount of acknowledging here is how I got here that is important. But the real spirit of step four is I am a deeply, deeply wounded person. Right? I'm a really flawed person and I need help. So I'm going to start getting at the things that are actually digging into me. Because um, that's what resentment and fear and dishonesty and self-centeredness do is they, they dig into me. So... The actual step, step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. I've had a lot of problems with that. The searching, I'm great at. I love thinking about myself. I love looking at my defects. I love saying, well, I'm fucked up in this, this, and this way. <laughs> That's totally easy for me. But fearless is really hard. And I'm here to tell you, like, I had to look up the de the dictionary definition of fearless, which is something along the lines of an, a, a discomfort experienced uh, due to the threat of pain or something like that. And I had a lot of issues with that because I don't think I've known anyone who would honestly tell me before their step four, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is fine. <laughs> you know, like everybody has some trepidation going into this because I mean, it's like literally... I'm going to look at all of the defects of my character, all of the things that are wrong with me as a person, and I'm going to write them on a piece of paper. I'm going to look at myself as I actually am for the first time. At least if it's your first time working the fourth step. 
and I had a lot of issues with with um, working it fearlessly. And and I would have told you after having done it that I completely ignored that part of the step. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was I was scared as hell when I wrote all these things down. And I think in a lot of ways that was true. But I I have this definition of fear that has worked really, really well for me. And that definition is fear is conditional faith. And step three, I'm told to put my my life and my will to the care of God, right? So everything that I want goes to God. You know, everything that I am goes to God. And you can substitute God for any word you have for a higher power, any understanding you have of a higher power. Um, I use it because it's one syllable. That's the only reason I have no denomination. I'm just lazy as hell. Um, so I'm, that's why I say God, uh, just to assuage any, any like, uh, not another Bible thumper again. I'm not going to do that to you. Um, but I, I put my, my wants and my life over to the care of this power as I understand it. And fear is just, I put a caveat on that decision. I'm going to trust that I'm going to be okay unless I find something I don't like about myself, in which case I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Right? So fear is not, you can work step four and be incredibly uncomfortable. I'm incredibly uncomfortable every time I work a step four. But I can be uncomfortable and still trust God. In fact, I think most of the times that I am mad uncomfortable, such as getting in front of a whole bunch of people and talking about the hardest part of my life. And I am also praying to God beforehand. I know you've got me. That's when I'm in the most faith, the most trust. So when it says fearless moral inventory, it doesn't mean you're going to be totally calm and, and ecstatic to do the work and you're going to feel great about all of it. You're not. You're not. I have done two step fours in my current recovery. The second one, I'd been food neutral for over a year. And I was still incredibly uncomfortable. Because the fact of the matter is with step four, we're talking about all of our defects. Everything that I'm insecure about is going to go on this piece of paper. And it specifies sex specifies financial insecurity, specifies ambitions, just like where I want to go in life, all of these things that I'm always wrapped up in. And the actual instructions in the big book, and I'm not going to read them for verbatim because why would I do that? I can just talk. Um, but it actually, it has a very specific thing that it instructs us to do, which is like, okay, create a spreadsheet. I'm resentful at, this is just for resentments. I'm resentful at, list who or what you're resentful at. What's the cause? What does it affect? And you just go down the list of, of all the things that you're resentful at, or all the people you're resentful at. Now, importantly, this doesn't mean that I write down Angelo who called me something mean in fifth grade. If that guy is still nagging at me years and years later, Maybe, but what we're actually looking at is what is what is keeping me from getting honest 
what is keeping me from showing up, right? All the things that are actually pressing on my mind, I don't really have to search for them because they're pressing on me. I found writing what I'm resentful at, I'll just stick with resentments for now. If there's something that I'm afraid that I am, I need to write that down. So when I started, I was afraid that I was manipulative. I was afraid that I was a bully. I was afraid that I was inconsiderate of other people. I was all of those things. And that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or that I was a bad person. But that's the stuff that was pressing down on me. So I'm resentful at put a person. I'll just use an example. I was resentful at a guy uh, who said some not very nice things about my sexuality. What was the cause? He said some not nice things about my sexuality. Pretty simple. In the book, it doesn't say this entire paragraph long story. It's, it gives us an example. Mr. Brown, what's the cause? His attention to my wife, period. Like one sentence. I found it really helpful in a notebook. If it's college, it can be college rule. <laughs> I do that because I write like a child. Um, or not college rule, but the, the big one, the wide rule. Um, but I, I stuck it to, I get two lines for each resentment. And I could fill them up as much as I wanted, but that's as much as I got on the cause. And then what does it affect? It can affect your personal relationships. Those can be sexual, platonic, romantic, familial, whatever. Your self-esteem, your self-worth, your security, financial or physical. Um, and it can and it can affect your fears. Right? And it's as simple as that. It's like the EMS, right? I'm not going to ask you how you got here. I'm going to take the concrete off. I'm going to wrap them. I'm going to support the leg, right? And I'm going to get you to where you can get to help. And that's six and seven, and that's God, but we're not there right now. I'm just going through the things that are eating at me. I'm writing them down, and I'm getting honest. That's all step four is. And what's great is we're not at step five. I don't have to tell anyone this. It's hard enough to tell myself this. It's hard enough to tell God this stuff, you know, because the truth of me was that I manipulated people for sex. I stole people's money for food. I stole people's food. That's who I was. That's not all of who I was, but that was the stuff that was actually eating at me, you know, that I played video games too much was not eating at me. So I didn't put it on my voice, <laughs> right? The stuff that was eating at me, I put it down there. Because what we're trying to do in working these steps is get rid of the things that keep us from a higher power who is going to save us. Because if I've worked step one and I believe that I'm powerless over food and my life is unmanageable, nothing that I do on my own is going to save me. It's going to keep me from that disease. If I really believe that God is going to save me and I have chosen to give everything to God Step four is a continuation of step three. I offer my care. I offer I offer my life and my will. Well, here's my life. I'm going to write it all down very specifically. I did four categories, I think. I did resentments. I did fears. Um, and then I did one specifically on sex and relationships. Um, and then I had a, another category where I, I wrote down each relationship that I wanted to change. And I wrote down an ideal 
And it was like my sex ideals, my relationship and sex ideals. So I'm writing down exactly who I am. You know, for the first time, I'm going to come to grips with that. And even if you've been food neutral and you're doing another fourth step, again, which I've done, you cannot, it is impossible to write down every defective character that you have ever exhibited in your life on your first fourth step. You can be as rigorous as you want. You can be as thorough as you want. You can feel like you've totally done all the work that you need to do and then work all the other steps and, and get recovered. Yay! And then go out into the world. New stuff is going to crop up. New things are going to be revealed. I find myself needing to do another fourth step again. Not because I've been doing anything wrong with my program, but because I'm a human being. And this is what allows me to be that, is that I get to sit down and look at, this is the human being that I am. So that in the later steps, I can actually, when I'm giving myself to God, know what I am giving to God. There's a really cool idea that I don't know that I have the words to explain, but that I really love about the fourth step. So I'm going to throw it out there. In how it works, there's this line, selfishness, self-centeredness, that is the root of all our troubles. And I can trace any resentment or any fear or any dishonesty that I have. It will always, always, always get back to my ego. Some way, shape, or form, it's because I feel whatever X situation is, is going to inconvenience me or harm me. It's all about me. It's all about me. And there's this passage that I had to read for step three. I have to read it for every step three. I feel like I'm supposed to be above it now where you, you go through the, the actor wants to run the whole show and you read it to three people out loud. I hate that exercise so much, but I love it too. Cause it's like, guess what, Ian, you're, you're still not above this. You're still this guy. Um, I'm an actor too, like actually. And also I, I do the other thing. So it's literally me. I literally am trying to run the whole show <laughs> every day. It's my job. Um, I feel so called out by that, but it's so true. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation. And it also talks about how sometimes we can be demanding, but we can also be gracious. And, and the term people-pleasing always springs to mind because that was the, that was the one thing that I was like, oh, this is... This is what I do. Like I'm just a people pleaser, right? And I was told people pleasing is just manipulation. It's me giving people what I think they want so that I can get what I want. It's completely dishonest and it's completely self-seeking. You know, and you go down the list. And what I have always found in making this list, I'll write... I don't know, 20 names, organizations, ideas, whatever it is. Write the cause for why I'm resentful. Write out, you know, what it's affecting, how I feel threatened. I will invariably find that it's the same two or three resentments and the same two or three fears over and over and over and over and over again. Personally, I have a huge fear of not being respected. Huge fear. It affects my relationships at work, right? I feel like I'm not 
feel like, oh, they're not giving me the respect that I need. So I can't, I'm not worth anything, you know, which, which goes back to again and again, like, oh, my, my being worthwhile is the most important thing in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Just spirals. It affects my, my romantic relationships. Does my girlfriend respect me? If not, she's supposed to, and, and, and I'm not worthy as a man and that, you know, and it shows up with my parents. My dad doesn't respect me. Does that mean I just see the patterns, right? And that's why putting it in a notebook is so helpful because I go, oh, this is a core part of who I am. It's really beautiful. Um, let's see. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arc through which we passed to freedom. And, and that's in reference to letting God be the director, letting God be the, the chief or whatever word you want to use. What's great about that is, is having cataloged how I am, how I am resentful, how I'm self-seeking, how I am, you know, defective in whatever ways. There's this huge lift because these defects that I'm writing down, I take them really personally. Usually I take them as a sign that I'm a bad person, right? But I've learned I'm just as powerless over my defects as I am my food. And that doesn't mean that I should just run around being a dick all the time. Just like it doesn't mean that I should run around eating sugar all the time, right? It just means that I am not going to lift this stuff from me. And then in writing my step four, it's really painful to write. I'm brought to tears every time. But it's helpful for me to know it's really not about me being a bad person. You know? Two minutes, Ian. Thank you. Um, God is going to God is going to remove this stuff from me. So this is literally just a process of one of the metaphors that's often used is it's like a business taking inventory. Here's the stuff that's not working. I'm writing it down so that I know what it is so that it can leave. That's it. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, it says this concept, uh, this simple concept, most good, most good ideas are simple. If I'm getting complicated, trying to analyze the resentment, I'm missing the point. <laughs> like it's really, it's really just whatever the, whatever the thing is that I'm thinking Oh, it can't be this. It can't be this. I'm, I'm going to try to find a way around this so that it isn't this. And maybe it's, no, it's, it's the thing that you think it is. Just like, let it out, let it out. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I actually have to share on step four. I feel like, uh, I feel like that might be about um, all that I have to say. So I'll just wrap up and, and finish with them. Um, wherever you are in your step work, the next time you do step four, be comforted in knowing that it's um, it's going to be okay. You're not a bad person. You're just a human being. 
and uh, and cherish that because that was a huge realization for me. And um, I look forward to hearing all your shares and uh, I pass. Thank you, Ian. Um, much appreciated. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Oh, look at all those hands. Um, Leslie G, share with us, please. Hi, family. <clears throat> Leslie G, G, most grateful to be absent today. Ian, thank you so much. Um, and you said some really good things because I, I was on this meeting last night and they also did stuff before and usually I don't go back to back with speaker, but it was a good friend of mine. And I just want to really, really, really thank you because the thing, there's certain things that I feel bad about and one is manipulating and it's, it's been a current thing and it makes me feel so 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 terrible that the pain is like excruciating and yes with the first thing that comes to my mind is i want to eat and um you went on to say that i'm just as powerless over my defects as i am my alcoholic foods i'm paraphrasing it was alcoholic foods but that's what you meant um that helps me understand that i'm not a bad person that i'm not one to um, just say, oh, the heck with it. You know, the idea is when I'm aware of these things to choose a different pathway. But this is a process and part of my journey and that God did make me human. And I really, really wanted to thank you about that because I cannot begin to tell you, you know, how terrible we can all feel at times. And so I had just gone through that for that moment and just thank you. And um also, I love that you said manipulating, like being people-pleasing is manipulative, which is selfish and self-centered. So thank you so kindly for that, too. Oh, am I supposed to mute myself or no? I can't remember. Yeah, um, I guess, yeah. Jim took care of it. Um, thank you, Leslie. Um, Maureen, go ahead. Share with us. Hi, I'm Maureen, and I'm a compulsive overeater in New Jersey. Thank you so much, Ian, uh, for such a such a great lead. And um, I know you do a lot of service work, and I'm so appreciative of that. Um, you have me at uh, it, you know it's it's step four is not about writing a story, and I think that um, my last sponsor, she uh, when I was doing step four, she was like, you get you get two sentences. You get two sentences. You got to put it all in two sentences because I had done step fours and other programs and 
and it, it'd be like a diatribe, you know, it's not, it's not about telling the story um, because then, you know, you start justifying things, but, and that, that was, that was part of it, but what it helped, what it helped me do is um, really focus on what was important because ultimately in my, in my step four um, with finding out, you know, we talk about character defects that, are a result of uh, of the things when we go through this process. And the thing that I've realized as I got up into later steps is those were really gems for me because I was seeing where I was going left when I should have gone right, you know? And so I could do something about my life, but as long as I was keeping my head in the sand and not knowing those things that I was doing over and over again, um, you know, I would go back to the food. Um, so what I realized is that it was much easier to deal with my character defects and get them all out and work on them than it was, you know, the compulsive overeating, because obviously I had no control over that. But um, that was, um, I got a lot out of your lead. Um, and uh, I so appreciate your service. Thank you. Thank you, Maureen. Jim H., you're up. Thanks, Meredith. And thanks so much, Ian, for your share. Really, really moving. Um, people pleasing. I uh, really appreciated you digging into that. Um, and naming it as man manipulation was helpful. I think, yeah, for me, it's almost this, yeah, I, I struggle with it. But I'm curious... I know there's places in my life that I can be really self-centered. So listening to other people's is, is really important. And I also know I can be very people pleasing and I'm curious how you navigate whether you're people pleasing or being generous. Yeah. Thanks Jim. Um, am I people pleasing or am I being generous? If I am doing something for somebody because I want them to think well of me, I am people-pleasing. If I'm doing something for somebody because I want them to think anything of me or do anything for me, I am people-pleasing. If I'm doing something for somebody because it's the right thing to do, I'm being generous. So I think outreach calls are a great, a great example for me, something I struggle with a lot. If I call somebody because I need to make three OA calls in a day or because I said something awkward to them in a meeting and I want to make sure that we're still tight, you know, that's people-pleasing. If I call someone and I say, I heard you were really struggling on a meeting and I want to know if you're okay and if I can help in any way, that's being generous. That's usually how I differentiate it. I hope that helps. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks, Jim and Ian. Uh, Julie T, share with us, please. Hi, I'm Julie, compulsive overeater, 100 pounder. Um, thanks so much, Ian. I got a lot out of that. I love the fourth step. Um, I was, I would, I'm curious how you dealt with the column that's uh, what what my part is, and then how you were how you went how you did that column, and then 
uh, discovered what, what the character defects were. Yeah, so um, my part. Hmm. I actually have usually just written it as um, one of the four main defects. So the four main defects as I learned them is selfishness. Uh, actually, the four main defects as I learned them is resentment, selfishness, dishonesty, dishonesty, and fear. But um, if if I'm if I'm looking at my part. I pray. <laughs> that's that's my main thing. Is I pray. Um, I'd love to say there's a there's a trick for becoming self aware and and truly like. I have to look at it, and I can run down the list. Was I selfish? Selfish meaning was I looking to get something from the situation, and then I ask how. Um, was I afraid? I define that as conditional faith, and then I ask, okay. Where was I putting a caveat on me being okay? Um, was I self-righteous? As in, was I putting someone else down so I could feel up? Was I self-pitying? Was I wallowing? Um, I don't think of any, any other ones. Was I just self-centered, right? Was I acting as if I'm the most important person in this situation and no one else matters? And I literally just, I have a list. <laughs> that I go down and I, and I, and I look and say, okay, was I this or was I not this? Usually I find I was all of them in some way, sometimes not, but um, that helps to simplify things. And then obviously sometimes I just have a very strong urge to write something more specific. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was, I was really manipulative here. Um, but whatever I have to write down to feel freed of the thing is what I write. Thank you, Ian. Um, Miriam, you are up. Thank you. Hi, I'm Miriam. I'm a food addict. Ian, thank you so much for your share tonight. Um, I really appreciated that it was on the fourth step. Um, when I was in the middle of my fourth step, I think I did write a story for each of my resentments, and it took a very long time. So I appreciate you uh, putting that note out there that it's not meant to be uh, a life story. Um, and just something I heard on the topic of resentments from a fellow at a meeting that I really love and I, I think of a lot is our 10 steps and there are working through our daily resentments. Um, each of these 10 steps is really a gold mine if we dig deep enough. Um, if we start if we start digging, we'll find fear underneath and then if we keep digging, we'll find core beliefs that we have. And I really love that and that has, help start shifting my 10 steps to trying to get down to the core beliefs that I have. So um, that's all I have for tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Miriam. Melissa S., you're up. Hi, everybody. Melissa S., Compulsive Overeater in Nashville. Thank you so much, Ian. <clears throat> I think the four step is such a goldmine, like has been said. I think in the 12 and 12, it says something like nothing will yield better results than, than hard work in this area, which I feel like we do a four step every time we do a 10 step. But, um, I, I just like the part where you said that I'm not a bad person. And it reminded me of a, somebody saying, I'm not a bad person trying to become good. I'm a sick person trying to get well. 
And so I'm a good person with a really bad disease. Um, so I really liked that. And then <clears throat> this idea of my part, I always used to write that, but it was pointed out to me that it's really not the words of the big book. It's they use like, we resolutely look for our mistakes. So, and it also says on 67 that we disregard the other person involved entirely. And then it also says putting out of our minds, the wrongs other has done completely. So um, I kind of like to think of when people are disturbing me or problems in my life, not that it's great, but it's almost like um, there is your great teacher, like God shows up and it turns out to be like a mirror. And so it's really not about them at all. Like has been said, um, and then we can get free and, I heard this too, that we uncover, discover, and discard the things that keep us from God that block us. So like uncovering the volcano is like stopping the food, you know, discover all these things and then being able to take them to our higher power and ask. But Ian, I have a question about, you said self-centeredness is this is the core, which is true. But I also feel like was said this thing about fear it's like a thousand forms of fear and driving out the fear i feel like it was kind of this missing part like the fear prayer and like teasing out a fear for Nine. how do you relate those together um how do i relate fear and self-centeredness yeah so that's a great question i'm gonna have to so uh, fear is inherently self-centered, right? Because it is it is a feeling that I have that I am threatened, specifically me, right? Um, which doesn't mean that I can I can't be concerned for other people, <laughs> but but really to me, like the emotion of fear is that 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 threat, right? And when we're when we're doing inventories, we're not talking about a fear of heights, or or like a fear of bullets, right? Because that's a completely logical, instinctual. Don't go there, right? We're talking about the kind of fear that that prevents us from being helpful to other people. So, my fear is 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 a is a desire to not be uncomfortable, is a desire to not be inconvenienced in some way. Um, and it, and it shows up in, in anxiety or, or nerves or, or, um, or anger. Right. Um, but usually when I, when I dig down deep into it, like if I'm afraid of speaking at a meeting or I'm afraid of performing in some way, what's really happening is I don't want them to think that I am awkward because if I am awkward, then that means that people won't like me. And if people don't like me, then I am not worthy. So who is my God? Is it a higher power or is it the people? You know, and, and I can do that with pretty much any fear and boil it down. And it usually ends up being either that I have a completely logical instinct of not wanting to die or that I am being egotistical in some way. Not that helps. Awesome. Thank you, Ian. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?